Altered State Podcast, episode 10. Welcome, Brandon, John, Mark is back with us. We're talking some wrestling tonight. WrestleMania is on. We have paused it because we can't miss anything. It's too important. We've gotten through a couple matches. After what the Miz just went through, we might need a, we might need a breather. It's, it's I don't dramatic. Know, legally, can we say anything since it's pay-per-view? You know. Can we spoil anything for anybody? Don't you dare, right? <laughs> yeah. So we thought we'd get together, uh, talk some, some wrestling shit, what we grew up with, uh, what we're into kind of now, um, just the, you know, the wrestling shit we love uh, growing up. Maybe some of the toys. I had a lot of wrestling toys. Oh, dude. I did too. Infinite um, toys. Um, anybody have a ring or a cage? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Absolutely. <sighs> How could you not? And, and of course, other guys like Star Wars, G.I. Joe, have to wrestle the wrestling guys. Naturally. Okay. Well, and more importantly, like, or like parrot, growing up down. as all different friends, naturally you had to wrestle, have wrestling matches with your friends. Right. So make, oh, yeah. Because you know. right. they had different guys at their house. And right. Right. Fight. Yeah. yeah. But then Sorry, you'd man. have to, like, figure out, like, man, summertime in the pool, <laughs> like, spearing people into the fucking pool. Oh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and yes. pile drivers, suplexes. Yep. We did all that yeah, crazy that was, shit. And, you know. An inherent part of growing up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you weren't DDT'd under the concrete, you, right. didn't, you didn't grow right. up properly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who your friends were, but you need some new ones. Uh, so I thought first we'd get into, um, you know, given our little bit of an age gap, we were kind of talking beforehand and where we all kind of merge pretty well is like the Monday Night Wars, uh, the whole mm-hmm. WWE, WWF, what do you want to call it, versus WCW, you know, DX versus NWO, whole kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Um Start with you, man. What can you? What, what when I talk about WCW versus WWF, what do you start thinking about? So, you know, other thing, I you know I probably started watching wrestling at eight nine years old. I would imagine, and that would have been mid nineties. So, uh, right when WCW was really getting a foothold in the market, you know, like you had said, it was a shot on a bullshit soundstage right. in Atlanta that was shown overnight on TBS when you were right. a kid. Yep. Um, it wasn't until the mid nineties that you know. They started getting, you know, the Hulkster would come over. They got that Ted Turner and, money when he bought them. And, yeah, Randy Savage. Yep. And, you know, you, you start to get those big names. So that was when I um, kind of jumped in. And I I don't remember an awful lot of, like, the feud, that, that Monday Night Wars of it. Right. Because I was just, just so them. entrenched in WCW. And WWF, again, we kind of talked about it at the time was geared more toward that adult audience. Like 18 you know, to 24 they, range. Yeah, right. they were doing, They were in the attitude right. stage. Which is had, right where Mark and I were. Right. right. So, boom, that's where so everything brought us was, in. Suck it and right. check right. and huge tits. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. right. Whereas like Braun WCW. panties matches. Yeah. Right. right. WCW was really more family friendly at sure. the time. You know, it was more kind of the WWF of the right. 80s where you had the silly character. You know, and Sting coming yeah, in from Sting. the ceiling yeah, looking right. like a badass. Little crow. Yeah, right. Like yep. he had all that going on. So I, like, I was just super blind to WWF. That's, uh, and you know, it's just because I'm short sighted and selfish, probably. But I've never thought of that. Like your first experience with Hulk Hogan was WCW. Definitely, that it's blows crazy. me away, yeah, right? Crazy. Yeah, because all like when I think Hulk Hogan, I just you think, think like, yellow. Right? Yes, well, so, he still did that, but it was to me, he was just put on a show. Like so it wasn't I really the same thing. The first time, like. That I watched Hulk Hogan was in WCW, but like I was a kid in the early You're 90s, aware of Hulk and Hogan, you couldn't sure. escape him in the yellow shirt right, on a right. fucking Pringles ad ripping <laughs> right, his right, t shirt. Like, right. you know, you heard I'm a real American. Like, Absolutely. that was that was part of the cultural zeitgeist. That was bigger than wrestling. Right. So I was 
definitely, like, that was a thing that was a draw for WCW. It was like, I know who Hulk Hogan is. I know who Randy sure. Savage is. Right. Now they're there. Right. So I knew them because of WWF. But I only ever saw him wrestle in WCW. Plus with Hogan, sure. you knew him from movies, too. Oh, yeah. Rocky, and right. what was the one he did where he's like a nanny? The nanny? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. You there mean, was, you mean there the nanny? Yeah. Where he was... Uh, like an alien, too. Well, I thought there was one where he was like... Suburban Commando. An action figure come to life. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Maybe it is Suburban Commando that I'm thinking Suburban of. Commando is like... I'm pretty sure he was like an alien who dropped down... I, but he that had like a whole be, gear thing going yeah, on. Yeah, because like, like in my head, I was thinking of like an action figure come to life that like was totally unfamiliar right. with the culture, like you know, right. being very plastic and very. That uh, was just him acting. Turns out. <laughs> yeah, turns yeah. out that yeah. was just him. I don't know if you've seen the reality show. Same thing. Yeah. That's just him. That's just how he. It, it, wrestling is knees, knees and joints are all shot to shit. They don't, nothing bends anymore. Yeah, it's just one big. Just the tin yeah, man. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean that's what just I. Growing up, 80s, man, all Hogan, uh, all like Roddy Piper, um, just, I, it just blows me away. My, I could never, and it, when WCW, WCW first started, I didn't really watch any of that shit, because I was like, I don't give a fuck. Right. It was still cheesy to me. It was like the Von Erichs and like... Well, who, like, I love the, yeah. I did like the Von Erichs and things like that, but it was, it was just not... The the quality you could Vader. tell it was a yeah yeah, yeah big Va- bad Vader big, big Van Vader was yep. was early you know and they had some crossover you know a couple guys you would recognize like but it was always more of the like it was when, the when WWF campier. started changing their cartoony guys the King Kong Bundys and the yeah. the larger than life guys and the guys who really weren't athletes <laughs> the campy silly gimmicky right. shit right that, that, that you draws can, you in as a kid right, right. right. I'd, I'd imagine if we were all talking about what tugs as a kid and hurricane right the yeah. goon right yeah, the goon, the right. things that you saw Doink as a kid were like right. the it was the campy right. goofy because right. we didn't have comic book movies right so when you wanted to see shit like that, that come it. to life that it was you know let me watch Jake the Snake Roberts walk around with a boa around his neck like yep yep that shit's gnarly totally. I mean, I, I can't even really remember, like I said, I've, people ask me why I still, because to this day, I still love wrestling. Obviously, I'm watching WrestleMania. Mark comes over for all the fucking big pay-per-views. I mean, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I watch, definitely out of my depth. I haven't watched wrestling well, with any consistency. Well, you know what it is? I don't, I mean, I still years. love it, and it definitely goes through its peaks and valleys like any other show, but I, I feel like I'm, I got so much time in, I can't fucking stop now. Well, here's what, walk yeah, away. I can't. Here's what it is. It's a soap opera for dudes. Totally. Right. And that's, yeah, you get stuck in like, you know, and a lot of females watch wrestling now, which is awesome. Yeah. But they have like Days of Our Lives and Guiding Light, and guys have wrestling. Yep. (laughs) I can't argue that. And I mean, and really, and the more, the more I watch it now, the more I think it's true, it really is a ballet of sorts. I mean, that is a hell, like what we just watched. So that, what, what I would you say is You free fall like, 20 feet with another man in your arms? That's... So, like, as someone who I have not, I'd have to say the last time I actually watched a wrestling match before five minutes ago... Right. ...was every bit of 18 years ago. All right. Um, that being said, in the five minutes that we started watching... The tag team match that was before it, and then entertaining the Shane McMahon. Right, I was finding myself like right pulling for one right guy here, there, yeah, like right. trying to predict what was coming next. That's what I'm saying. Now, like it's maybe amazing. That's the fan in me of just I, I just like to have something to root for. But I was like, oh, no oh shit. Like all right, yeah, let's nothing go. really amazes me more. Like I can put on a wrestling match, and if I don't necessarily know the two guys, I don't care. But they can like 
tell a story like while they're wrestling uh-huh. and somehow I can care more about that than if I just turn on like a baseball game or a basketball game but two opponents who I don't care about I don't I really don't care I'm like oh that was fun that was fun wrestling I'm like oh that was pretty fucking cool how do you yeah. do that <laughs> and then I'm like how do you pull me in I, I really I know it sounds cheesy but they tell a story yeah, in there they and do. It, 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 I get that I think it's one of the oldest forms of entertainment it's really no different than oh, like the sure. streets of Rome doing the shit the gladiators just Well, to except do type the streets stuff, you know in Rome, I mean? they killed each other well, and crushed true. their skulls. And this <laughs> Wait, is staged. Weren't you just watching? <laughs> right. Dude, he just threw him off of the balcony 15 feet. Right. The announcer screamed, something bad happened. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That, that man might never walk <laughs> Into again. a very conveniently right. placed. Right. Uh, Not to mention, before that, he beat the shit out of his dad. That is true. He did beat the shit out of his dad. If that doesn't pull you in, that's some good storytelling right there. That's what I'm saying. Did you My see that coming? My money would be on he's going to show up tomorrow night, though. I'm just saying. His right. Dad? <laughs> right. I don't know. He will walk again. Yeah, no, yeah, he's gonna walk. As, again. as much as they he were may, worried about that knee, yeah. he will walk again. He may have a crutch, not not two crutches, because that's as awkward. But a crutch, sure, a crutch on camera. Because then you have to hit the guy over the head with the crutch. Right. Well, naturally, yeah. it's this all is, about this is how wrestling works. See, but I've, it's funny. Like, so I find myself, you know, we see that that match. I'm all in. But I'm learning things about myself that I think I just like having shit to root for. <laughs> the same thing. We're at the bar earlier, um, waiting for the baseball game to come on. And they were showing the women's college uh, skills competition. Oh, yes. So it was like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And it was just like watching these chicks in like a three-point match. And I'm like sitting there watching the clock like, oh, oh, right, shit. Right. oh, shit. Oh, shit. Go, go, go. Go San Diego State. Right. What? Me, yeah. me, and, me and Gallagher are sitting there like both like, oh, oh, oh. And then, uh, you know, our buddy Gibson walked in. He's like, oh, man, why are we rooting for them? I, like, I don't know. Because. Why, why not? Uh, that one has a Mizzou jersey on. So, you know, she's kind of close. So right. I want her to win. So I'm yeah. not sure where, where, how that, we got to that, but we're, yeah, we're there. It's, but it's, it's the competition. And right. Whether it's. Whether it's staged competition or real competition, exactly. it's all just right. It's like fun. people are like, it's, it's fake. Like, I don't care. Right. I really. That's the least. So of my are concern. all the comic books I read. <laughs> like that's right. what I, every time someone's like, wrestling's fake. Ninety percent of the right. shit that I like is fake, yeah. man. Doesn't make it any less fun. Right. 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 Like I'm. I'm in this for a good time. Yeah. You're like. I'm like. You're right. And if it wasn't, it'd be called UFC. I, right. There's that too. I yeah. get it. You know. And you know what. I don't want to watch UFC. Right. Like, the idea of actually watching people beat themselves into a pulp, right. kind of terrifying. Like, right. I, don't, I don't want to open up that, that like, human nature of me. I kind of like, like knowing, I don't need that right. blood gnashing, man. Like, <laughs> yep. just watching people bloody each other up right. is not, I'm not but down with that. But you can root for somebody. But even still, man, that <laughs> shit right. freaks me out. I'm I, not going to lie. Yeah, I, no, every I, time I walk into a bar that has UFC on, I'm just like... I'm uncomfortable. And people that really love UFC also make me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm like, man, like you're just trying to spend every night watching people like right. fuck each other up in a There's very that, real uh, way. All right, you're a big hockey guy. I'm a big uh, hockey guy. I love hockey fights. Not yes. UFC. Do you like hockey fights? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But it's a because it's a fight that, one, it serves a purpose yes. in the game. Yeah. So I appreciate that. But also like, Worst thing that happens in a hockey fight is a dude like loses a tooth or breaks a nose. Yeah. UFC, they're trying to fucking kill each other, <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Like that is that's that turns my stomach. Like watching uh, someone really and fly a hockey in fight with lasts a like knee, a minute, like, and someone in the ref right, pulls right, in. Yeah. right. And it's like well, and both guys involved. Like most of the guys that fight in the NHL, there's a there's a certain code and respect yeah, between right, them. Yeah, right. that, like while there's fucking disdain in the moment, and while they know they're trying to fuel their bench, they're also like. 
I'm taking broad swings at the back of your head. Right. Well, I'm, I'm not throwing straight jabs between your eyes. Right. Like, and in the last few years, it's been yeah, more. Like the first different. three punches are against your helmet, and right. then you yeah. might get a shot in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like they used to drop gloves and then, well, they weren't even wearing helmets, so yeah. just throw down. You know what I mean? So And like the guys that, if, if you're in a fight, as much as you want to like stir shit up, you also don't want to break your hand. Exactly. Yeah. Like, right. you, that, that's your paycheck, right. too. Right. So, like, well, rarely, there's, a, there's a certain. Yeah. There's a certain degree of respect and restraint and purpose in a hockey fight right. that I'm like, all right, right. we're cool. Uh, kind of talking about UFC, Sandler, Adam Sandler's new special on Netflix. Mm-hmm. He's got that song, UFC Ears. Have you heard that? Uh-uh. It's pretty funny. It talks about cauliflower ears. Uh-huh. And it says, you, the guy's got the biggest <laughs> UFC ears. It's pretty goddamn funny. So, circling this back around to wrestling. <laughs> this is something, because we talked in UFC, that earlier today when we were at the bar, they were doing... ESPN was on, and ESPN had like a well, the like spot. a ten minute yeah. segment on WrestleMania where they were talking about, it and it was showing like shit from WrestleMania's past. And me and Gallagher were bullshitting um, that they were showing like Tyson in WrestleMania, right? Oh yeah, and Rousey and right. Brock Lesnar, and I think about like all those people that came from UFC or boxing, like having to train themselves. To not, not hit somebody, right, right, like I think if I'm if I'm the person matching up against them, I'm a little afraid instincts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like if I'm if I'm Mike Tyson's first match, right. I'm really afraid his instincts kicking <laughs> yeah, in because right. this dude just spent 15 years right. punching people yeah. harder right. than anyone's ever punched well, that, anyone. That happened a few years ago with um, with Lesnar. Les- no, it wasn't with, even a few um, years ago. Well, Big Show and um, Flo- Floyd Mayweather. He broke his nose. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, shit. you know, you know the big show. Yeah. Well, he was, yeah, a, he, was, he was he was the giant, yeah, right? Yeah. Exactly. He got down on his knees and let Floyd literally hit him, and Floyd boom, 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 and broke his nose. Broke his nose the next morning. His eye was like swelled shut. I mean, this is you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's what I'm like when you bring in these athletes right, that right. were UFC fighters right. and right. Right. Boxers, our brain thinks a certain way. Right. Right. And once you get him in the ring, like I don't know, I don't know if you can untrain that. Well, right? you yeah, know? I was gonna say uh, Brock Lesnar, who's you know. UFC guy, but he also yeah. a wrestler, obviously. Like, about a year ago, he was wrestling a dude, Braun Strowman, who's a big dude, right? And they were doing something, and Braun Strowman, like, kind of clipped him a little bit and hit him. And you could see right away, Lesnar got pissed, and he elbowed him right in the, Like, yeah, it just yeah. instinctively yeah. came out of nowhere, right. and boom, yeah. and cracks him open. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and then he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, but he just kind of... You can't unlearn that, right? Right. right. When right. your whole life is instinctually, right. Right. like, mashing someone's right. face yeah. in. Because in UFC, if I don't do that, he's going to choke me out. Exactly. Or knock me out. Like, right. I might die. Right. Right. I, you know, this dude might break my kneecap. Right. Legitimately. <laughs> well, which not is why like what we just saw, a but lot actually. Of, a lot of the UFC guys now are like, you know, because they've been talked about Conor McGregor going to wrestling and stuff mm-hmm. because they're like, you know, he's 30. And he's like, I'm not going to keep getting my ass handed to me for 10 more years. Right. I can go wrestle, and make, fake, right, make millions great, more, yeah, right. and do it for 20 more years. Well, that's what you think. Like, even winning a UFC match, you're still getting your shit kicked right. in. Yeah. Right. Like, that's still... Right. You're still taking a beating right. to win. Right. Right. And I imagine most of those guys aren't getting crazy paychecks. Right. Not unless you're the, the top, or t- right. the top well, tier, yeah. really. Right. And how many beatings do you have to take to, to get, get that to that right. top tier? Right. Like, by the right. time you, you get your first million-dollar paycheck... Right. You've done what? Probably eighty or ninety fights. Right, that's insane. I mean, you know, in wrestling can be violent too, but you know what? Put me through a table before you have me put in the ring with Lesnar to take a couple shots. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? I, I feel like re- like WWE wrestling is physically demanding, probably like the same way soccer is. Sure, like it's an endurance, endurance. Yeah, absolutely, and right. you have to be in great shape because. Right. 
You know, like, you have to have a killer six-pack, not because your abs need to be strong, but because you need to be able to take that hit of someone right. jumping off the turn. And, and lifting the other guys. And so, right. Right, right. It's just right. shit like that, right? You know, it's like watching that last match. Like, who's more exhausted here right now? Right. The guy who's kicking his ass or the guy who's getting his ass <laughs> right. kicked? Right. And that's, right. like, that's a very different level of Absolutely. athleticism. Absolutely. That, you know, that comes as opposed to being in the UFC or whatever. Right. Like, you just got to be strong yeah. and yep. quick. Yep, yep. Or is it WWE? You gotta have that endurance, yep. man. You've well, gotta UFC, be. You gotta ready. survive. What's around two minutes? I, I think three, three minutes. Yeah, maybe? So yeah, yeah. you probably yeah. condition for like quick rounds. Right? Yeah, you condition for a WWE, sprint. Right. Yeah, it's a long yeah. Right, marathon. It's a marathon, right. well, and you might be wrestling five nights and it'll give you yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, most of the top guys, at least, if they're not wrestling five nights, they're on five shows, so they're probably wrestling three nights. Yeah, and then they'll do appearances on the other couple shows, but they're still doing shit. You know, con- yeah. you know, and. Like, I, I, that's a hard schedule, you know what I mean? I Some um, documentary came out recently. I haven't watched it yet, but it's all about, like, 80s wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, how just, like, rock and roll metal it was. Yeah. It was just all drugs, alcohol, oh, yeah. and, like, <laughs> chicks everywhere. Yeah. It was just <laughs> Hulk Hogan blowing lines. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that's how you, they survived. Right, because, yeah, they, you know, yeah, they were dude. in such pain. You know, right. they all, they, in, you know, they bought them say, well, if I went home hurt, Someone else took my job, and I didn't get my job back. So I had yeah. to keep working her, right. and that's where Coke comes in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Well, I think there's a story Iron Sheik told with him and Hacksaw driving from city to city, and might have been – one of them was doing Coke off the dashboard right. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think uh, – chances are Iron Sheik wasn't driving. I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm not 100%, but you, – you remember Iron Sheik at all? I remember the name. Yeah. It was just, you know – of course, 80s, just stereotypical, you know, Iraqi, Middle East hate. You know what I mean? Because he was just, right. you know. Just it, being a caricature right, of everything. Of everything else, you know, had the, the curled boots, you know. Yeah. like you know, just, And then his tag team partner was Nikolai Volkov, the Russian guy. Yeah. So everybody instinctively hates those <laughs> two. His, right. his move was the camel clutch. The camel clutch, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, a, he's been on Stern a lot, and he just tells horrible stories about how shit was. Yeah, no like, they, WWE won't touch him really anymore because... Because he's, he's just, he, he's just loose too, lips, too volatile. Man, just yeah. letting him know. I mean, he's just, you know, everybody was drinking, and he talks he talks about, like, wrestling Hulk Hogan and just calls him a faggot all the time and a pussy. It's He does horrible, horrible stuff. Holy <laughs> He has shit. zero filter. Oh, he just zero. goes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And I'm pretty sure he was pretty much drunk for all of his matches. Yeah. He pretty much says he drank, yeah, like, a case a day. On top of whatever pills and... What's a, I th- like, when I think about old wrestling, think about the stereotypes that they got away with. Right. right. Just to make these... Like, I think about even... Even mid to late 90s, when I was watching WCW and NWO, they had Conan, um, who was like the Mexican dude. Right, right. And then they turned him in. He was Conan. And then he joined NWO, he became he was K-Dog. Like street, right. Well, he was K-Dog, and he right. had, like, the flannel with only the top button right. button. Yep. Right. And the bandana yeah. around it. Like, and the gla- like, they made him super, like, the ultimate Mexican gangster stereotype. Where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, he's, he's still doing it today. No way! Conan is in uh, New Japan, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's huge. I mean, in, over in Japan, even in the States, it's, it's getting bigger. Uh, but he's over there, still pretty much the same gimmick. I forget wow. what the name of the... Uh, no, I'm sorry. He, or is he in Impact? He's I forget what he's, he's in. He's one of them. Yeah. He's he's in one of the other two organizations. And he's got like a he's like the leader, like more man, he's a wrestle really. Yeah. He's like a manager type stuff, but he's got his little crew and it's like you just said, like the street Latino type thing. How? Still stereotypical as all well, hell, but well, they, they but he still comes out and he's like, "Hola, le vatos, what's that?" You know, he does the whole still is the same exact shtick. Didn't man. they do that with Chavo Guerrero and the lawnmoh? Yes, but, oh, that was the most racist. You, I remember this was, Chavo this was Guerrero, WCW. but I don't remember the law. You, know, you had NWO, uh-huh. and then you had um, 
what was the the LWO Latino yeah. World Order? Yeah. They the, all the I don't remember that. All the line. Latino guys tried to like form their own clique, and it started off legit. You know, Eddie Guerrero, or whatever. Yeah, and then they just went racist with it. Like then they had the guys coming down on riding lawnmowers. It was rough to watch. Even back then, I'm like, yeah. this probably isn't right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you, you have to think the, the bread and butter. Uh, well, the right. wrestling fan that's right. buying it is yes. usually right. the white man in the American uh, South absolutely that's feeding their but their man, They were just you know really if we could change <laughs> wrestling, we might be able to change the world. Right, it's <laughs> reinforcing all those right. negative stereotypes. Well, when before we went on, we were talking about that John Oliver piece that I mentioned uh, from HBO, where he kind of trashed uh, WWE about you know their uh, employees not really being employees and just being independent contractors and blah blah blah. Um, I just blanked on what I was going to say next. Their lack of health care. Oh, how when uh, the NFL has the moral high ground. Oh, not only only that, but they showed clips, you know, not that far back, early 2000s, of McMahon dropping the N-word. Like, as a character, you know, what's up, my... And to, like, Booker T. And they're like, how... How is this? How did he get away with this? Right. And their response is, it's a fictional character, blah, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, Man, it's still... The thing is... It is, I get it. You're right. It is a fictional character, but I think you have to draw a a specific line. Say a a fictional racist character in a a movie or a TV show that does that, there's a certain... As a viewer, you're divorcing yourself from reality when you watch a TV show or a, a movie knowing that. But say you're watching wrestling, one... You might be too young to realize the difference. Right. And two, if you're not, even though... So all of us here understand that it's staged. But you don't view that the same way you view a TV show or a movie. You don't right. suspend disbelief the right. same way. Right. You you buy into these characters right. in a very real way, even knowing that it's staged. Right. So, like, there is a certain responsibility that comes with that. If you want to try to set yourself up as real storytelling, you have to abide by the True. cultural I, rules of totally. storytelling. And I, I kind of, I'm not defending it by any means, but I guess, like, their point was, taken out of context, yes, it's very bad. And even in context, it's not the best. But, you know, that character then, in turns, does get his comeuppance in the end. Sure. You know what I mean? Gets his ass He's kicked or whatever. Yeah. He and does. so you're supposed to dislike him, so right. he does something dislikable. But Which, to me, again, that, in a movie... I buy that. Totally. Yeah. Like in a right. movie, when you want to make me think right. this rich white dude's shitty and right. he throws that word around, right. yeah, that triggers that in me. Right. When I see it happen in, on, a, on a soap opera type scenario, right. I'm like, whoa, whoa, well, whoa, that's whoa, that, whoa, whoa, that's that crossed. line too where it's like, you know, in wrestling, characters are good guys and bad guys. And they, and they go back and forth. Sure. Now one day you want me to cheer for that guy. That's a hard yeah. sell. Yeah, Even right, if what right. he's doing now you like, that's still a hard sell when yep. you... Look back on that. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot he was a bad stuff, guy. He was this. That's a lot of storylines are based purely on ratings. Right. Yeah. Right. People, oh, people big time. Talk about right. What are people going to watch. Yeah. Right. And what was happening right then and there? Right. And, and I get that and everything. And a lot of times, you know, the stories are being written right before the show goes on. Not an excuse. Sure. But it's just. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It does feel like kind of the what is deemed culturally acceptable. Right shifts it does. in the real world sure. before it shifts in wrestling. Yeah, it does. Like wrestling well, and feels, And again, I, I'm wondering, and this is... I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I am wondering if part of this is the what they are marketing toward is right. an audience right. that typically... Not, right. not every viewer, obviously, right. but tip, the, 
the typical, the large, the largest segment of their market is a demographic that also tends to lag behind what is deemed culturally appropriate. I think just from watching wrestling my whole life, I th- honestly think it's nothing more than shock value. Right. Yeah. Just let's do this and it'll be in the news. What can we do? Um, and if nothing else, they'll watch next week well, I to think, see what happens. Yeah, I think yeah. back in the 80s, it was more towards geared towards families, mm-hmm. kids. Right. And then as those kids got older, right. they, they didn't they want to get, yeah, they they right. get the new kids. Right. They, wanted they, wanted, their, right. Right. they wanted to ch- So they kind of grew up and got edgier with that group right. of kids. Right. Right. Which is older. why the 90s were what you guys watched yeah. at exactly. WWF and why WCW had to happen. And then they got right. to a point right. where like, all right, these guys are growing up with families, so we need to start over. Right. Now they're back to like more kids and family stuff. And But they, they are, I have noticed, um, the last like hour of the Monday Night show now is a little is now tv 14 as opposed to like the first two hours or i forget what the like tv g, g or, or whatever or not g but pg, PG or pg yeah. yeah now the last hour the More nine to ten o'clock yeah. right um kids are going to bed parents sure be, which like which i think it. if they're going to yeah. do that that's you know they're never going to go back that's to a where sensible they were. move yeah. exactly to market, keep both markets to both right right and when you got a three-hour tv show every every monday you got a lot of room in there to market to lots of people. Right, right. But I, you know, the big thing that brought them to the family, back to the family-oriented thing, was the toys. Uh, oh, yeah. They, the, uh, Hasbro and them wouldn't sell toys for, like, a mature-rated show. The, no. Their show, their contract is based on them having a PG show. So that's why for a while there, Mattel wasn't selling their toys when they were uh-huh. that right. racier stuff. Which is, again, it was like Jacko or something like that or because whatever it was. In the 90s, I want... I want the, I want to see the wrestler on the screen that also has the seven toys that I'm playing. Right. With, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And they're not giving me a Triple H suck it right. action figure, right. but they're giving me Sting with a baseball bat. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching WCW right. now totally. because I have this sick toy. Right. And homeboy over there doesn't. Right. So yeah. fuck him. Right. Yeah. Mark, when we go, when I say to you, WCW first WWE, what, what do you start thinking of first? Does a wrestler pop into your head? Does a moment pop in your head? No, I guess what I liked is, for me, because I like both of them. Right. So it used to be Raw was only two hours. Right. Nitro was three hours. So Nitro, for me, would go through like a phase where it was just terrible. Right. Like there'd be guys I didn't care about and like just shit matches and shit storylines. So for me, I would switch over to Raw then. So I was kind of getting both worlds, the best right. of both worlds. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how I did it. And then... You know, like WWE got more, WWF got more edgier, right? As try to keep up, I guess. Yeah, and it just yeah, that's kind of how I got. We uh, sucked in. Mark and I obviously we known each other a long time. We went to a bunch of wrestling events. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, I mean, we went to some cool ones. Like I said, back in the day, my grandpa used to have season tickets, so we'd go to like stuff like that. But I'll always remember Spring Break, Panama City. WCW used to do Nitro. Uh-huh. We went to one. Yeah. No way. Uh, and then one, we were also we were we weren't at the event, but we were in Panama City for the last Nitro. Uh, weren't we there? Yeah. We were in that. Yeah, we were in town for that when Shane came out. Like, oh, I bought the company. All that, that whole big uh-huh. spiel. Um, but then I remember the first time we were there in Panama City, 
uh, they're at this bar doing the whole thing, and one of our buddies is drunk as hell, goes up to a couple of wrestlers. Like, Steiner. We're not, Scott Steiner. not that big. Yeah, Scott yeah. Steiner, the, the most yeah, steroid the, guy the jacked out of his mind. Right. But, he, but it wouldn't right. because he was enormous, but he wasn't like, He wasn't tall. tall. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, probably, real, he's, he's probably like 5'5", yeah. 5'6". Five, 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 he's not a tall dude at all. Yeah. Which and is I think Buff, Buff Bagwell's Bag, yeah. Bag, uh, walking around like typical yep. jeans with like no shirt on. Right. I mean, you know. Like, right. How you see him on Nitro. That's how he looks at Mysterio's got, you know, full on whatever, but still got the mask on. Yeah. Just drinking a beer. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. That's fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even like go to really the event. But that's like what I remember the yeah. most. You know what I mean? Just seeing those guys out in the wild, the, kind of thing. I remember so uh, one time when I was a big fan, Nitro came to it was Keel Center at the mm-hmm. time. But like Keel Center wasn't getting a lot of wrestling matches right. when I was a fan. So it was the only time during my fandom that they got. And uh, my dad, my my neighbor at home, or my neighbor from my parents' house, no cousins. Uh, not this no, time. No, okay. Not this time. His cousins are involved in every other story. <laughs> um, right. So it was uh, my dad and my neighbor, um, good drinking buddies, and they're both sports guys and whatever. And th- there was a neighbor kid who was probably five or six years younger than me. No, not that one. Probably three years younger than me. Um, and we kind of hung around when we were younger, too. So, like, our dads took me and, and Jordan was, was the neighbor kid. To this nitro, mm-hmm. and I remember Lee and like you know me and Jordan are like oh 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 like like you know taking it all in, and I remember on the drive home, <clears throat> hearing like my dad and Jeff who was the neighbor guy talking. They're like, man, we've been making fun of you guys for a long time <laughs> for like like this is yeah. dumb shit, but like we're taking you because you're our kids and we think you'll think it's fun. But they both left like I had a great time. Right? Yeah, They're yeah. both like man, that was fun. Like I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and my dad never became a wrestling fan by any means, but he was like, all of a sudden, like, the shit talking stopped. It was just right. like, yeah. no, man, that was a that was a weird, rowdy event, <laughs> right. you know? Like, my, that was uh, a good time. Yeah, my first ever event was with my dad. And I don't, I can't recall if it was at the Chase or if it would have been Keel, but it was, you know, one of those downtown events. And it wasn't like a pay-per-view or anything because those really weren't even yeah. around or anything. But the main event was Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper. Um, and I might have been at that one. Really? <laughs> Seriously? My first one I went to was at Keel Auditorium. That, I, that might be it then, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there was no TV. No TV, no. Yeah. It was dark as shit. Yeah, there wasn't um, even a lot of that many people there. No, but I remember, you know, Piper tried to, like, climb the ropes at one point, and Hogan grabbed it and, like, pulled him down by the pants, and his ass was hanging out. So the whole crowd starts chanting Piper's Pit, because that was, like, his... Fucking uh, little talk show he had, uh-huh. you know. Come on, Piper's Pit. So everybody's like, "We saw Piper's Pit." I'm like, <laughs> I'm like six. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, yeah. But it was so. They're talking about his butthole, right? Dad. Right. It was so similar. <laughs> and this is why. That's why I love wrestling. I think it's so similar. Why I love hockey. My first hockey experience. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. I, you know, I didn't. You know, growing up for the most part in Springfield, we didn't have hockey a lot. Uh, so we were up here one time visiting grandparents, and a dad got last minute tickets. It was Blues Blackhawks at the old arena, right? Mm. I didn't know. Such a brutal Evan, Evan, Right, right. Yeah. I like, knew nothing. If that's your introduction right, to right. hockey, you're right. the biggest hockey fan on the Well, that's, earth, and man. that's why. So I'm sitting there, you know, it's, it's dark, it's dingy, it's smoky. You know yeah, what I mean? Because right. you could smoke the back barn. then. Yeah. Um, the walls were supposed to be white, but they're yellow. Right. Fights in the crowd. Well, that's what I'm sitting there, you know, anthem starts. Oh, say, can you see? Fuck St. Louis. I'm like, what? And, you know, <laughs> and then two more lines. Fuck Chicago. And then a full-on fight breaks out during the national anthem. 
and I'm hooked. You know, right. The game hadn't even started yet. Yeah, I can watch this. Yep, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. I'm here. And I think that's what it's crowd participate. When the crowds are so fired right. up and there's so much. Wrestling has so much of a crowd participation feel to it because the ebbs and flows and, and the that, cheers and the boos, that's what that, draws you that in. That changes the game with any live event. And I agree. Totally. Like When you're talking about wrestling, you have a rabid fan base. Typically, when you go to a hockey game, it's a pretty rabid fan base. Sure. That's why I would argue hockey is the best live event. Same thing if you go, shit, we, we could talk about the same comedian that if you see him in the pageant and it's packed and everyone's laughing, you think it's the funniest comedian on earth. Right. I, I don't care. If you see Dave Chappelle in his prime and it's a shitty crowd, you leave thinking... Yeah, yeah, it was all right. It was okay. Right, yeah. exactly. Even if, even if he kills it. Right, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's, when you have events that have that type of crowd participation, yep. it changes your entire view in wrestling, yep. hockey. Yep. Those are things like that. Yep. You know, it's the same reason that, you know, people love, you talk about, you know, football in Green Bay or in Dallas. Right. Or going to a Cardinals baseball game versus going to a game in Cincinnati. Right. Like, it, if when, when the crowd's into it, it doesn't matter. Like, the... It, the crowd overshadows the product. Totally. Yeah. Well, many times, you know, even, I'm, lots of sports, wrestling too, um, the crowd reaction almost matters more oh, than what's happening as well, far as the sport or the wrestling or whatever. When you're talking about any of these things, it's, you know, it's like the idea of, uh, I, I've completely lost <laughs> my, my train of thought with it, but think about how many more people are in the audience than are entertaining you. Right. Yeah. You know, like even if you're talking about, like, so you're talking about a baseball game. Sure, at any given moment, there's at most 13 people on the field. Right. If bases are loaded. There's 45,000 people in the stands. Right. If you're talking about wrestling. Right. Shit, tonight I think it's like 70 or 80. Right. Right. If you're talking about wrestling, you're in a football arena. You right. have 80,000 people yep. and two people on stage. Right. Yeah. Like the crowd environment. Right. Is infinitely more that, important. That's got to be an insane feeling. Oh, right. To know that right. all those people at one time are rooting for you or rooting against you. Or, right. right. Or, or at least that you, even if they're rooting against you. They're invested against, in their storyline. Right. right. Or I mean, rooting for blood or something. Right. And right. if you're the bad guy and they boo you, you did a great job. Exactly. You did exactly you did your job. Yeah. That's got to be a cool feeling. That's got to be a cool you feeling. You leave the stage. Yes. You shake, I was a, I was you shake an awesome hands with your participator right. or your, your partner. That's, you're having a good time with them. You're like, man, we nailed that. Yeah. Like, even if my job was to be a piece of shit, that was, we uh, nailed that. Yeah. We sold that. When I was, I was probably, you know, 10, 12, somewhere in there, and that's when I realized that wrestling wasn't real, when my dad would say something like, you know, they'd, there'd be a wrestling match or whatever, blah, 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 and then the guys would, like, go back to the apron, like, pretty much at the same time almost. I'm like, that's kind of weird. He's like, oh, they're grabbing a beer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right, what? Right, He's right. like, oh, no, they're, yeah. they're grabbing a beer and heading on the next city. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> they're probably carpooling. Right, absolutely. And doing lines of coke off yeah, the totally. day. Totally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Should have been a wrestler. For, right. me, for me, it started on, growing up, I don't Sunday mornings before church, mm. Channel 11. Mm-hmm. It was like WWF, like oh, an yeah. hour or something. Yep. And I remember all the time I would watch it, and then I'd be like, church... Come, I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I know. I used to get, I used to, that's the only time I would want to go to church, like at the 8 o'clock. Can we go to 8 o'clock right. so we're yeah. home for right. this? Because yeah. no, 10, oh, I'm going to miss wrestling. Right. Or I'd right. have to fake being sick you to watch wrestling. stuff back then. Shit, yeah. no. Yeah. Right. Yeah, even like with a, with a VCR, you couldn't really time it. it. Yeah. No. You couldn't, you'd, you'd no. have to be there to push right. play. Right. right. Or push right. record. I don't know if it was the first wrestling event that we ever went to. One of the first, I know for sure. He and I went to uh, the first ever Hell in the Cell. Remember Hell in the Cell? Yeah. Hell? The first ever one was in St. Louis. Yep. And no it was Shawn Michaels against The Undertaker. And it was the first ever time Kane came out. 
<sighs> we saw it all, man. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was a keel. Whoa. It was fun. Yeah. That was that was a cool time too, man. Kane comes down and rips the door off the cage and beats up his there, brother. Um didn't somebody jump oh somebody go off the top of the hill that night? He didn't go off the top like Shawn Michaels was holding onto the top, and then he kind of like so he's in the middle. Okay, and then like it, swung yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a year or two later when uh, he uh, threw Foley off. Uh, yeah, Undertaker okay. threw Foley off the very top. Okay, but that wasn't in St. Louis. Okay. You so, know what yeah. we need to do is like an, an altered state field trip sometime. Um, is the wrestling at South Broadway Athletic Club? Yeah, absolutely. have you ever done that? No, I haven't. I've, I've so was there uh, one this weekend? Was that the, no? That wasn't in there, but I, there was an I event this weekend. So when I was a kid, the same neighbor, the um, it was Jordan and his dad. Uh, Jordan's uncle was one of those wrestlers. Oh no, kidding! Um, so we used to go all the time, and it was like a neighborhood affair and a family affair that everyone was there getting drunk and like he'd come out and be getting drunk with his siblings and shit afterwards like yeah. it was totally a peek behind the curtain right it's like here he is physically in front of us having right. a beer with the guy that just beat him up or he just beat right. up. right that's awesome but it was like man as a kid that was so cool <laughs> and i've recently had like buddies that have ended up there for shit and i'll see it on like their instagram story or on facebook or whatever I'm like, oh man, they're still doing that. That looks like a good time, man. Did you spend five bucks to right. be in there? Cheap entertainment. Watch, watch yeah. a bunch of dudes act like a goofball while you're drinking four dollar bushes. Right. Like, right? I'm in, man. Yep. That sounds like a rowdy time. So it's weird. I know you're mostly a WCW guy, but uh, did you have like a favorite couple wrestlers? Oh, Sting, big time, dude. I. But that, you didn't get into Sting until, like, Crow Sting, right? Right. Okay. That was so my... You, you so didn't know, like, like, early, like, Surfer Sting. No. That was I, my I, first exposure I, to Sting. I saw that later, but, like, for me, as, you know, everyone who's ever known me or probably listened to the podcast at this point, I was, like, the, the, I was like stereotypical emo kid. So, like, when you give me a dude in a trench coat and gnarly makeup dropping Black from the bat, ceiling, right? Yeah. sad as shit, holding the bat, I'm like, yup. <laughs> Sign me That's up. my yep. spirit animal, <laughs> That's man. Right. That's right. Um, so that, like, Sting was one of the guys that really got me in. Um, Did you know Sting but, was originally the Ultimate Warriors tag team partner? Yes. Well, I, I learned in retrospect. I'm right, just trying to throw out some wrestling knowledge. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved Sting. I, and th- so that was probably what got me in was, like, Sting and knowing Hulk Hogan, that got me to watch. But what turned me into a fan for sure was Rey Mysterio Jr. Oh, okay. So, like, when he was young... And hitting WCW, and he was like the only guy that was doing high flying shit. Right, like right. you know, now it's it's part of the thing, but right. like he kind of pioneered that. Yeah, and absolutely. as a kid, you know, the same reason that my favorite baseball players growing up were like Ken Griffey Jr. and Fernando Vina, right. like yeah. the, the athletics, the athletes, like, right? all, yeah. all the guys that were like really fast and quick and skilled. Because right. I was always fat and shitty, um, <laughs> so it's like I want I, I want to see everything that I'm not, and like watching Rey Mysterio do like crazy weird flips and right. all I'm, sorts of trippy shit. I was like, man, this is cool. Yeah, it's like, the evolution of wrestling. Yep. Right. Because it like, used to be big guys and they would body slam you, right. punch you, elbow. That was like it. Yeah, see right. like when when the when the heavyweight match would come on, I'd tune out. Like I was like, I don't care about yeah. this. Like watching two big meatheads hit each other. Yeah. You want to see but, some like, flips and Let some me shit, see some right. dudes flip and right. freak right. out. Right. Yeah. yeah, like do gnarly right. acrobatics. Yeah. That was what had like you should, Sting uh, dropping in from the ceiling. Yeah, like, totally. Dude, let me see someone right. come in from the that's, rafters. That's dope. You should start watching some new Japan wrestling, man. That's what J- the Japanese. It's like old school luchador stuff. They yeah, are they man, are crazy, man. They do watch. some fun stuff. And it's not just like it's. I know it's new Japan wrestling. It's not in Japanese. I mean, some of the guys speak Japanese. There's American guys in there. There's you know it's everything in there. So they speak English a lot. Jim Ross was doing commentary there for a while. You know the great Jim Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time. Uh, 
watching a match, and I and I I have to imagine this wasn't the first time it happened. Maybe it was, but it was a match with Rey Mysterio, and whoever he was against like threw him into the ropes. And he ducked, yes. and Pelz Harvin spun through the ropes yeah. and came back up standing, right. and everyone was yeah. like, oh. yeah. I remember watching that, like, oh, he, shit, yeah, that's that. so sick. Yeah, he does that to this day. Yeah, yeah like, that's such ass. a sick yeah. move. Yeah. And when he would do that, I was like, oh. And you can see Hogan and one of those big guys doing it. No way. Yeah, no way. I'd be like, yeah. oh, you're so fucked now, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got draw, nothing left. Draws you in. Yeah, you got that. nothing left. He's going to get you now. I mean, because every story with him was David and Goliath. It's great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Watching him. Him versus the giant, like who is now the right, big show, but right. he was the giant at the time. Yeah. Where he'd like flip off the turnbuckle, catch him between his legs, and then do the whole right. like spin and like flip him over. Or, or what Dude, was it's four times his size? Like, yeah, man, that's awesome. <laughs> right. What was his name in the Adam Sandler movie with the football? Captain Insano. Captain Insano. Yeah, <laughs> they make fun of him beginning. Right. Like, Good pull, Captain Insano. <laughs> so for you, favorite wrestler, couple, for, yeah, favorite couple. bad guy, even for me it was Hogan. Okay. Then the Warrior, then Macho, and then as wrestling, or I guess I got older, The Rock, Stone Cold. But I like those guys on the mic more. Sure, maybe mm-hmm. more than I right. did like but in that's the a, ring. Yeah. they were better characters. Yeah, they than were, were wrestlers. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. Um, and, no, go ahead. And then yeah, then after that, um, shit, I don't even know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> All three of us were saying. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm obviously, yeah. you know, you, you grew up in the 80s, you, you love Hulk Hogan. That was just the law, I think. Yeah. Um, well, so. I feel like he was the first, well, Andre the Giant, probably before him. But I feel like those were the first guys that were, like, but bigger Hogan, than wrestling. But Hogan, like, talked to the kids, you know? Take, right, yeah, yeah. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, all like, that. Hogan was... The Giant was just a spectacle. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It was a show but to like, watch. Hogan... Was bigger than wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hogan, like I knew who Hulk Hogan was when I was right. four years old. Right. Well, that name because he just he just right. was part of right cultural zeitgeist. Right. You know, like Plus, or, he was like the first guy that had like catchphrases. Like, let me tell you something, brother. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, first one that ended up legitimately acting. And if you take Andre the Giant and Princess Bride, which is one of the great, yeah. But aside from that, anybody like, want a peanut? Like, so Andre the Giant was putting the Princess Bride as right. a gimmick. Right. Hulk Hogan was legitimately. They like had him like drive movies. Right. Yeah. Like multiple movies. Well, it, and then you have The Rock coming and, after right. her, and yeah. like guys well, and that became legitimate. Hogan actors. benefited. Insanely from cable TV and pay per view, mm-hmm. you know, Andre the Giant was winding his career down when Hogan was starting up. Right. Yeah. So Hogan, you know, Andre the Giant didn't have a chance to be on cable TV every Monday or whatever it was. Or, right. You know, the only WrestleMania he really did like the first couple, and then he just fell apart. You know, right. WrestleMania wasn't insane yeah. like it is now until you know three, four. Then it got insanely yeah. huge, and Andre the Giant was just done. So I think not to not take anything away from Hogan was great, and you know, but I think if he was around twenty years earlier wouldn't be what he is today. Right. He just wouldn't have that same draw because right. people he wouldn't be able to speak to people like he did. Right. You know what's interesting to me to think about? So we talk about, say, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, now John Cena. You talk about these guys that become bigger than wrestling, but they became bigger than wrestling because they were the biggest stars in wrestling. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so it started there. You have to start to ask yourself, potentially... The biggest star in the ring, my entire lifetime, is the Undertaker. How That's, does that oh, dude never uh, branch out from wrestling? I don't think he has any yeah, want. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he wants to. Like, uh, but, I mean, I can't my, answer for so, the guy. Uh, but yeah. my, my, star, my my curiosity there, I guess, I think, is this dude 
sitting at home on the couch watching The Rock be the highest paid actor in Hollywood and think, shit, man, no one that was writing WWF ever gave me a catchphrase and I always had to be this weird stoic guy. So because of the part that was written for me, I never got to grow. I, and maybe I'm just thinking way too much beyond no, it. I, I couldn't think, see like, him cracking jokes, though, well, because but, of his... Because that's who his character right. well, is. Right. And I think he's very... But it's like, that's like drawing the short straws. Yeah. Be like, right. clearly, the dude has the skill right. that all these guys right. have. Right. You know, clearly he has the stamina and the athleticism to be doing this shit still. I mean, at this point, he's so years. Basketball, I think, yeah. Too, but, yeah. But, like, you have to wonder if behind the mask, the dude's really just, like, some charismatic guy that, like... Would kill it being right, an actor, yeah, yeah, right, you know, right, yeah, very possible, like, you know. Shit, dude, I should have been in Jumanji. I, th- I think he's kind of from that old school mentality to where he really is in character almost all the time. That, that's you know what who I mean? he is now. That's yeah. he's yeah. been the Undertaker yeah. for so long. Right, that's just who he, he is. I'm not saying he's like a we- that weird kind of dude, but you know, he did kind of branch out there in the '90s and 2000s with that whole like biker thing. Yeah, you know, he'd come down on a bike to Kid Rock music, was it like American Badass, American Badass yeah. song, and he was more. He wasn't. He was still the Dead Man, but he wasn't the Undertaker. Yeah. So he wore a jean jacket. It wasn't. You know, he he didn't. He talked a little more, but uh, you know, I watched. I watch that, and I think more about that. I don't think he had the acting chops. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I th- and maybe not. I think I, he I'm was not in basing a, this on anything, yeah. just like in my head. I can't say like for that. sure, and I can't tell you what, but I'm almost 100%. He was in a couple little random things that just nothing came out of it. And it really, if you think about it, like you thought about The Rock, sure, Cena, yes. Undertaker is still kind of a little before them, just like a little bit after oh, Hogan. Definitely. And Hogan's acting career just fell to shit. Right. So I think here comes their take, and they're like, are we going to take the chance again on this pasty yeah. white guy who doesn't have the same Hollywood draw right. yeah. as yeah. a Hogan would? Um, you know, I, I don't know. We can't. You just don't know. And really, you have to think, I mean, with the exception of Adam Sandler movies, The Rock and Cena are kind of the only ones that totally. did yeah. legitimate acting. Totally. You know, like, Adam Sandler seems to put wrestlers in fucking you know, everything. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So you watch, watch The Longest Yard, the it's Adam Sandler wrestlers. version. Right. It's yeah. like the, the whole thing is right. wrestling. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And Nelly. <laughs> you were talking about uh, Big Show and stuff. I watched you watch that show called Happy. Uh-uh. Um, it's I've on, seen the trailers. It's for on Seinfeld. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Pat Oswald. But this last episode, um, one of the dudes was in jail, and Big Show was like his bunkmate. And <laughs> the first time you see him, he's naked on the toilet. He's just sitting on the toilet, <laughs> butt ass naked, taking a deuce. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he makes me laugh. He's yeah. I think he's charismatic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I he agree. could be a good actor. I think he so. was good on Saturday Night Live. A yeah, times. a couple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, I saw actually a replay a couple weeks ago. I yeah. think of that. The Rock was on there. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, speaking of Saturday Night Live, I know uh, this is going to become a much bigger deal next next week with Game of Thrones coming up. But last night I ended up. Uh, oh, Kit Harrington. Uh, Kit Harrington yes. hosted yes. SNL. And it was really it was good. funny, man. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. That uh, the sketch with the the graphics team, yes, kept, like the yes. employee of the month, yes, I, super um, funny. I loved it too. They did uh, like with Ice T and stuff, the uh, NCIS yeah. type thing, but it was all Game of Thrones, yeah. so they're dressed in yeah. the capes and everything. And like you're telling me this guy was bludgeoned to death by this pipe, and she's like, "Yep, absolutely." You know, she was crazy. Yeah. And then his eyes were poked out, and they had sex with the eye socket. Yep, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It, it was pretty funny shit. So. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and we will be right back. You will not notice. We are back. Let's see. We left off talking some uh, favorite wrestlers. Let me jump into some of mine. You mentioned Hogan, of course. I always love Hogan. Um, one of my favorites of all time is Shawn Michaels. Because like you mentioned, great on the mic, 
But then he started incorporating, not to the extent of Rey Mysterio, but some of that more high, you know, backflip off the top rope, um, you know, jumping through or over the ropes onto the outside, you know, that kind of shit. It's more of the athleticism. A little more athleticism that you never really saw before. You know, he, in WrestleMania, you talk about you love Sting coming down from there. Mm-hmm. He ziplined down yeah. to the ring, oh, you know. yeah, that's uh, One time, he had, his escort was Jenny McCarthy. Uh, he was wrestling Nash, Diesel, uh, and, Kevin Nash. And, and if she, we're talking in the 90s, if you have Jenny McCarthy on your arm, well, I was going to say, right. he, but before she went cuckoo about Jim Carrey's vaccines, she was the baddest chick in the 90s. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yep. Yeah. Her and a Carmen Electra. Yes. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. God bless you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, you talked macho. I love macho. Maybe one of the best on the mics, just. Never seen that kind of intensity. Is that maybe Ultimate Warrior? You know, that's like uh, we talk. You talk about Rey Mysterio changed the game towards athleticism. Macho Man kind of changed the game from being from wrestling uh, being the the event being the product right. first the hype being the hype, like yes like Macho Macho Man was the first one who was like right. no dude right I don't need to wrestle right. to make this shit awesome right and from what I read on rumor mills and that kind of that he was kind of the first guy to bring a little personal shit into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it wouldn't just be full-on personal, but he would, and I can't draw a specific uh, instance, but he would rib guys with little things in his promos that they would kind of get. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't necessarily call out Hogan, but next thing you know, he's like, oh, I might not be all Hollywood making movies, blah, 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 you know, dropping Rocky or whatever. Yeah. And then here comes Hogan. Well, yeah. Macho and Steamboat. Had one of the greatest. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, the Dragon. Ever, I yeah. Think. yeah, yep. You probably you familiar with any Ricky Steamboat? Because a little earlier in WCW. Yeah, I am. I am out of the Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Ricky the Dragon was... Steamboat, man, that was fun. Even like old school, old school Dragon. Remember a couple times he brought like a kimono dragon to the yeah. ring, yeah. <laughs> like Jake, Jake the Snake style. Uh, I, it was really weird as a kid. Like I think back, I had a lot of Jake the Snake merchandise. He was big, man. But, like he for whatever big, yeah. reason, like. Yeah. I dug it when I was a kid, but, like, I never watched him wrestle. I have no memory of Jake the Snake as a wrestler, but I remember my Jake the Snake backpack. Maybe the least... I remember my Jake the Snake action figure. Totally, yeah. Like... Maybe the least athletic-looking wrestler of all time. <laughs> total milk Like There's been a lot of them, but, he, yeah. but he, Total milk I remember pot. looking at him, and he would just have, like, a gut... I mean, he was, you know, I can't argue now, but when I was 12, I could make fun. You know, he'd have, like... Sure. I don't want to say bird arms, but... Pretty lanky stick arms, not mm-hmm. jacked up like you would especially see in the eighties. You know those kind of guys, and just a beer gut going. But he also had a but he badass had python. Snake. So he I guess, yeah. really didn't have like packs or abs. Or <laughs> Nothing, right? Yeah. Right. Because right. you, you think of guys like that, I think like Rick Rude, who was not a big dude, but just oh shredded, shredded. Yeah. You know what I mean? And back then, the steroids everywhere, and apparently he was doing every other drug. So I'm right. not sure why steroids. How did he miss that? One? Right. Yeah. Right. He's you know he's cleaned up now, and I'm happy for him. Um, another guy I loved, Chris Jericho. Ah, oh. still to this day, I think Chris Jericho is fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, he's got the he's got the cameo in the upcoming Kev Smith flick, which Did, immediately earns some street cred. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the new wrestling promotion that's coming out is AEW, uh, yeah. All Elite Wrestling. A lot of the guys from the independent circuit kind of have built this. Well, you know who Cody Rhodes is? Yeah, uh, Dusty Rhodes kid. Mm-hmm. You know he and a couple other guys started this company with the Khan family, who owns the Jaguar. So another yeah. billion dollar yeah, family yeah. building this another wrestling organization. Jericho's in there. He signed a four year contract. He's nice. gonna. He's one of their big stars. Um, 
He's got a cruise, a rock and wrestling cruise that he does every year. Okay. Um, I you know, haven't been, obviously, but I've seen videos. They put a ring on the boat. They're wrestling out in the middle of the sea. He's got a couple. He's, you know, he's in a band, Fozzie, so his yeah. band plays. They get comedians. It's apparently a pretty oh, good shit. fucking that time. Like yeah, fun. yeah. So Jericho's the man. And oh. he, he, he was, to me, a lot like Mysterio because he came up. He wrestled uh, luchador wrestling. You know, he was in Mexico yeah. and in Japan. So he kind of did a lot of the high-flying stuff off the ropes and shit like that, too. He was the one who brought that to WWF. Totally. Like, yeah. while Rey Mysterio yeah. did that to the WCW, Chris Jericho was that first cruiserweight yep. in WWF. Yep. It was like, no, nah, man, let's bring this fun yeah. part in. It was funny because in WCW, he was kind of like a afterthought. He's a B guy, right. Yeah, and then yeah, he right. goes over to WWE, and he's like, the he's shit. huge. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Y2J comes out, right. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I just remember... I don't even remember when. I, it was, I, I knew of him, of course, WCW. I wasn't a huge WC, WCW guy. I usually only watched, like, the last hour because it was the high. Yeah. You know, I didn't watch a lot of the, the I, I knew Luchadors. Basically. Right, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Well, and like you said, Raw was over. Right. Raw right. was yeah. two hours. And so what was great, what I liked Raw about WCW, they started doing, like, more backstage stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, follow the guys. Eric they're, they're wrestling oh, backstage or whatever. Right. Who's in the limo, right. in the limo? Yeah. right. And then, of course, now they do that on, on WWE, too. they give you the too, cliffhanger, but, too. Right. Like, right. That, to make you stay yeah. tuned and come back, because I know you're going to flip and check out right. what's going on. So, yeah. I yeah. I loved Shawn Michaels, and then here comes Chris Jericho, who, to me, was just that little much more better than Shawn sure. Michaels. You know, he was the same yeah. kind of style, same kind yeah. of build, fatigue. A little more athletic. Just a little better on the mic. I just... Yeah. He's great, man. Everything he did was great. Um, I love Sting. And then we didn't talk about any tag teams. I love the fucking Hardy Boys. I was... Harlem Heat were my folks. Fair man. enough, yeah. That's WCW, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think other big tag teams other than the Outsiders in WCW. It was... Oh. So NWO... Was they like, had their own little factions. So that's you'd right. have like... Buff Scott Bagwell Hall and Kevin right, Nash. Right. You'd have Buff Bagwell and Scott Steiner. Yeah. Um, you'd have... Uh, Sting and Conan were Do they? they they were they were a little matchup. Well, they matched up when they were in the Wolf Pack, right? And that was that was always a fun match. Man. Who did You'd it? Have fucking Conan K Dog giving you the Tequila Sunrise, <laughs> right? And uh, Death Valley Driver was Sting. Yeah, yeah. who? Uh, I I blanked on what I was going to ask. Never mind. Go ahead. I had, uh, like well, I was thinking. You know, we, we'd be remiss as if we're talking about all this wrestling stuff and how Vince McMahon feels compelled to bring the XFL back. And not <laughs> right. only bring it back, but bring it back to our city. Yeah, yeah. No And kidding. still yeah. feel compelled to do it after the AAF folds in less than a season. I did, yeah. I follow their XFL's Twitter just to see what, what's yeah, going what on. Say. And the day that happened, they came out and they're like, don't worry, we can make payroll. <laughs> Well, did you see? It's like every month he's been selling stocks. Yeah, to, well, yeah, he's selling off yeah. WWE to, on, to pay for this. To pay for this, money, yeah, right, right. But you know the thing, like if I would like to think that Vince McMahon is smarter than the character of himself that he plays on WWE. Oh, yeah, you don't get to work. You have he's at to imagine being, he right. is. But you know, like the first time he did XFL, it folded. Sure. But I would like to think if you learn from the fact that the reason it folded the first time and the reason AAF folded right away was you are a minor league mm-hmm. and you can't pay top dollar guys top dollar. And ultimately, if you're the XFL, you you have no business trying to compete with the NFL. Your job is to take the hardcore football fan and give them a product. Right. So you only pay as much as knowing that, like, you're not stealing an audience. Oh, no. For, like, 
at best, if, if best case scenario, you're going to be mentioned in the NFL in 10 years. Yeah. Sure. That's best case sure. scenario. I think the first time it was a little too gimmicky for the yeah. hardcore football people. Right. 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 It was, it was NFL blitz. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm not sure the details on ownership at this point, but I'm pretty sure it's just like him and another dude now. Right. And before it was a big investment group and right. he didn't have a whole lot of control over it. He was the face yeah. more or less because yeah. he's the because name. Because he is. But he didn't have a whole lot of control over that. Wasn't it him and the, the like first Bob round? Iger, I think. No, a big guy from uh, NBC. I'm sure. Well, because I think it was broadcast on NBC, yeah. so I'm sure it was. But uh, I don't even know. You know, I think they have like Fox Sports rights already for this. So, well, now they know. have they have what eight teams? I think. I they think said. so. Yeah. And yeah. I remember they had the the commissioner of that league was like the former commissioner of like NCAA right shit right. And I I heard him on ESPN Radio here a few months ago, and it seemed like they kind of had a, a plan figured out of doing it the right way. And I mean. While I, I make no buts about it, I hate football. Like it's not even that it's like ambivalent football. I outwardly hate football. Right. <laughs> that being said, they're coming to St. Louis, and I want everything in St. Louis to succeed. Sure. Yeah. So I yeah. hope right. the XFL can can Last, be cool. Sure. Like I, I right. want that. Right. But you know Vince I, McMahon being and, doing Vince. Right. Things. I'll I'll you know I'll check it out or whatever. But I feel like their downfall is they're playing on. People's hate of the NFL more than their love of football. Maybe. Like, you know what? Hey, the NFL, fuck them. Well, we're we're going to do this different. We're going to do it like this. You want this? You want that? We're going to give it to you. I mean, you know what I th- if I, they do it, we'll see. You but. know what I wonder, though? Is that how they're playing it in St. Louis because they know that works here? Or is that how they're playing it everywhere? I think they're playing it cause everywhere. Because, every, you know, I imagine, I don't know what other markets are getting XFL. Yeah. But I'd have to think if it's markets that were spurned by the NFL... You know, if you're if you're going to San I get Diego, that draw. totally yeah. right. If you're going to San Diego, if you're right. coming here, like, all right, oh, I get legit. that totally. Absolutely. But if you're Fair. in, I don't know, fucking Akron, Ohio, right, and you're like, no, man, we are the next thing. Right. You, you the NFL season's over. You have an appetite for football. We'll fill those weeks between the Super Bowl and the draft for you. Right. We'll take care of that for yep. you. Yep. Um, and I'd have to think. If Vince McMahon's good at anything, it's marketing. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'd have to think he's smart enough to say, to to plan his marketing accordingly. And what we're hearing is just the fuck the NFL stuff because Possibly. we Possibly. are in a city that's been fuck bent by the NFL. over right. by the yeah. NFL. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um. So you're not watching much stuff nowadays, as far as wrestling goes, right? You said that's the first no, thing you see in like no, 18 yeah, years. Yeah, it's been a long time, with the exception of what's on when I come over here before we record. <laughs> right. I, I never catch wrestling, but I am, I'm a fan of competition. But you're open. I am, you're I'm, open to it. The thing is, I'm a fan of competition. I'm a fan of theater. Exactly. And I'm a yeah. fan of athleticism. So, so you're currently shopping for so, a new favorite. <laughs> well, saying, like there's, there is nothing stopping me from being a regular watcher except the fact that there's so much goddamn good content in the world. Oh, fair enough, and yeah. I am a father of toddlers. Yeah. So my well, the time well, I it's impossible dedicate, to get three hours on a Monday to that right, kind of well, shit. Well, right. I think like if if I have time to watch wrestling, that means I have time to read another storyline in comics right. which is my my first love that's going to get my attention if i have time to watch that then i have time to watch gotham again or i have time to be caught up 
on any number of like. Right. There's just too much. So yeah, yeah, it's all about playing triage. Yeah. Oh, so the fact that I don't watch wrestling has nothing to do with the product. Totally. It just has to do with I have too many things that I love yeah. and not nearly enough time to and, consume those yeah. things. And I'd be lying if I said I watch all of it every Monday. I mean, mm-hmm. no way. Most yeah. part, most times, if there's a baseball game on, a hockey game on, you know, I'm watching that and I'm flipping back to wrestling to see what happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just to keep myself in the loop because, like I said, I'm 40 years invested. Sure. I can't just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you so, can't quit I, I don't turkey. watch it at all, but I'll follow it like on Bleacher Report I got set up. Sure. So sure. I'll just follow so I know kind of what's well, going just on. Just like you yeah. would your regular team or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, so-and-so, whatever, you know. Right. But yeah, yeah, so you don't you're feel like you're totally to the out of it. Yeah. Right. without having to go fine to your right. home yeah, with yeah. it. Right. Uh, Mark, who are some of the guys you like watching currently? You know, after For me, after The Rock and like Stone Cold, the next guy that I really liked, just kind of got huge recently, was AJ Styles. Sure. He was probably the more athletic next Rey Mysterio. Mm. Especially when he was younger. He right. was right. fantastic. Yeah, he just recently came over to WWE, but he's been on he's been kind of a couple an, other circuits for a long, long and, time. And, yeah, and he, right. he's was a high he was, flyer. Right. He was those, huge in Japan for a long awesome. time. Most and, guys yeah. have like one finishing move. He's got like five. Right. I mean, right. it's like crazy stuff. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely fun to watch. Yeah. I love uh, I love Finn Balor. Um he was big in New Japan as Prince Devitt uh, came over here. He's a smaller dude, but the dude had maybe a 12-pack. It's retarded. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Um, and he's, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call him a high flyer, but he does. He gets up on the ropes, you know, jump, not flips necessarily, but fun, fun dude to watch. He does that alter ego character every, every now and then. Very rarely. He hasn't done it for like a year. The demon where he gets all painted up, and it's very Undertaker-esque. Okay. Like his entrance is, to me, it's probably the coolest entrance since The Undertaker. You know, you got the smoke, you got, you know, the, the strobe light. You, I'll, you'll have to watch it. Well, dude, uh, the entrance is, th- that is, the, that's the right. game. Right. That's why DX was cool. Right. That's why Sting was the right. shit. Yep. Yep. Um, I love how that, the wrestling entrance has like carried over to boxing and UFC. Right. Oh, now, yeah. Now that's, you know, it's not the main thing anymore, but that's a big deal. Right. They're walking out with someone singing a song with them, or you know, well, whatever. I mean, also, think about in fucking baseball. When did the walk-up walk music? Song, when totally. did walk-up songs right. start? Right. Honestly, I I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't remember, but I'm saying like it used just I, to be the so the when I was, piano guy. I can say that when guy. I was a kid going to baseball games, I don't remember walk-up music. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Just sure. because I don't remember it, but I can tell you, I I remember walk-up music for baseball players, even like. I remember uh, watching Shane Robinson walk out to Every Time I Die. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, John Jay, when he had, yeah. allow me to reintroduce. Oh, totally. my, yeah. Like yeah. Those dudes, like, they watched wrestling, man. Yeah. Right. They know a thing right. or two about, like, that well, Like that walk-up music came from a place. Shit, yeah. Well, and wrestling, Many times I you think see, uh, like, the World Series guys, whatever, they show up with, they got belts. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're yeah. big time into it. Wrestling yeah. guys get into it. I mean, it's really, you know. We I, act like it's not that big of a deal. It's a huge. You don't feel an eighty thousand dollars stadium, right? That's yeah, like, yeah. That's one of those things that, you know, sure, it's not baseball that can fill a stadium one hundred and sixty-two times a year, right. or hockey or basketball that can fill a stadium eighty times a year, right? But I, they can though. It's. it's they, I'm I mean, saying in one market. Oh, I got you. Oh, absolutely yeah, yeah, right. Totally, saying, totally. Like, if you're talking about. When you can travel around and you can hit every major city three, maybe four times a year, you can kill in St. Louis 
four times a year. Totally. And you can also kill in every other market right, four yeah. times a year. Yeah, right. And all of a sudden, like, no, you are culturally relevant. Right. And you, when you talk about beyond that, because wrestling has these guys that are, on top of being really great athletes, are really good salesmen and marketers and actors, they cross over to the mainstream easier. You know, like, yep, yeah. when you watch... LeBron James acting a movie, you're like, uh, you're you're right. just a really good athlete right. that like we want to see more of. Right, right. Well, but whereas like when it's a wrestler, typically it's like, oh no, like you're good at this. Like right. this is one of your skill sets. Well, and it's not that way for baseball players or hockey players or uh, basketball players typically. Right. Nowadays, WWE is doing it right. They have what they call performance center, which is their minor leagues. They teach them not only wrestling but mic skills. Right. You know, the, all that they. Practice it's all essential. that they take them acting classes. That's right. just part of it, and that's why I think guys are getting so much better. And they're giving people a little more leeway as far as the character they play. You know what I mean? Because right. you know, you put a little realism in there, you can you can project it a little more accurately. You know what I mean? Sure. It's more believable. Um, so if you let them be themselves a little bit, and then put a character on top of it, mm-hmm. I think that expands so much more. And they're kind of allowed a lot of people to do that because they've brought them up in their system and they know right. hey we well, taught them how to do this the look, way we like look, it to be done look at all the guys that have left recently to do movies rock batista right Cena. right now you have dolph ziggler who's well, doing comedy um wb has their own studio i mean they have their own channel yeah, so they have program. wb studios they put out their own movies so their people act in their movies i well, mean most of them don't get me wrong are straight to you know dvd or whatever but shit they're still putting themselves yeah, the they're, they're creating content right awesome. exactly exactly well, so, anyways, you you can allow these guys to create their own characters when you, like, they realize, like we said earlier, you don't need everyone doesn't need to be a stereotype to fit a role, right? Because the audience has a broader view of the world than it once did, you right? Know, if you think about, you know, talk about times when you had Iron Sheet, right? Like, well, that was also a time where you had two cable network, two news networks. And it wasn't 24-hour news. And while our current news cycle with the internet and all this can give you a lot of shitty information, it also gives you the ability to be discerning in the information you receive. So the broader audience, even your most most narrow-minded sect of people today, are probably more informed than they were 20 years ago. Sure. You know? So you have to think, now WWE can play on that and say like, oh... We don't need to feed this stereotype because our market has a broader understanding. So what we can do is allow our guys to just be interesting characters. Um, That's kind of what draw me to certain guys, too. Like, I like guys who didn't take themselves too seriously. Right. Like, Angle on a mic was, back in the day, was fantastic. Right, Kurt Angle, absolutely, yeah. And I I didn't really care for him in the ring, but, like, on the mic, he was great. Yep. Old the same way. I don't care about him in the ring, but he's hilarious, like, backstage stuff. Well, it's, I think it's like any... You know, it's like a comedic team, right? Like, yeah. you have to have the straight guy in order for the funny guy to be funny. Yeah. So if you can play the straight guy, that's that's an lot. important yeah. role. You, you, yeah. But you have to be a lot able to make fun of yourself. And a lot of yeah. these guys aren't comfortable being the butt of a joke. But when it works, people fucking love you yeah. for it. But yeah. I think they are now too, because I oh, think much when, more when, so when now. When you yes. talk about the guys that came up in wrestling in the seventies, eighties, nineties, those are guys that were for the most part. Serious athletes that couldn't hack it, right. so had right. to settle for this. Right. Right. Whereas now, when you watch guys coming up in wrestling, like 
no, man, this was their dream. So, right, right. So they're they're cool right. playing whatever role they right. need to. Well, they get it, right? Because yeah. they're because they're part of that tapestry. Right. Whereas when you talk about an Undertaker, like, no, man, he's not going to be the butt of a joke. Right. Because he already feels like a joke. Right. Because he ended up in wrestling because he was defeated elsewhere. Right. Yep. But wrestling's not a joke anymore. Right. right. In the same sense, so you you get to have guys right. like. Yeah, man, I'll be the I'll be the straight man right, in this right. bit. Well, he, That's cool. He, like he talks yeah. about uh, Kurt Angle. You know, Kurt Angle is yeah. He was an Olympic gold medalist. You know, legit wrestler, wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then Vince McMahon brings him in to be this, and you know, Kurt Angle didn't know anything about professional wrestling. He knew real wrestling. You yeah. Know, that's, and he's like talking with Vince, and Vince's like, "Okay, you're gonna do this, 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 and then you'll lose." And Kurt was like, "I can't lose. I would kill all these guys." Yeah. And Vince's like, "It's not what this shit is, man." Right. You know, it's and not it took him a while about. to figure it out, and then once he figured it out, it was guns a blazing. And he yeah. was just cool making fun of himself, yeah, puts on a little stupid scene, cowboy hat. Right. Yeah. He's, you know, Stone Cold comes out and sprays people with beer. He sprays them with milk because he's a, you know. Yeah. Champion right. right. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was, he, that was some of the funniest stuff ever that I ever saw in wrestling was Kurt Angle shit. Yeah. Legitimately. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, it's point. all about that self-awareness, you know. Totally. And I, I yep. think, I think wrestling does a better job than a lot of other things at being self-aware. Like, you understand, at the end of the day... Everybody understands this is staged. Right. No one right. cares. Right. Like, we're here because this is fun, this is entertaining. Right. So if we can poke fun in the right places or if right. we can create a dramatic storyline in the right places, yeah. like, this is the ebb and flow of storytelling. Right. right. And let's let it be that. Right. And wrestling is self-aware enough well, to let it be. But the storytelling sometimes sucks. Oh, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, hell yeah. Like, absolutely. I, I mean, over the years I've watched it, I'm like, this is just dark I know, shit. yeah. Oh, many times. It doesn't like, make sense. God awful. Like, yeah, yep. and you're like, what? And like... The fan of me, I'm like, I, I could do better than this. I like, know. What are they doing? I know. I know. Well, it's a soap opera. It it's is, the same yeah. reason. Yeah. It's the it production is. value. At the, uh, you can t- when the storyline's dying, you can tell it's because they're like, well, we put more effort into the stunts this week. Yeah. Right. Like, or like, like, or like when you don't have a bunch of guys that have great on in ring performances, then it's like, all right, now we got to beef up the storyline, right? Because we don't have anyone who's going to steal the show, right? But like, say on tonight, like. All right, if I can have these two cats do a super suplex twenty feet through this platform, like, all right, I'm not going to spend as much time on storyline because I want to make sure these two dudes are Good safe, right. and this moment's going to show up on Sports Center tonight. Right. And I, I think the biggest change is why lately it's kind of down. Maybe it's a little up lately, but there's no competition anymore. There is no WCW versus WWF. It's just them, right. so they don't give a fuck. If you, where are you going to go? Yeah. Well, you don't like this? Well, you're going to be here next week because you right. got no yeah. choice. You like you have no alternative. This is where you yeah. go. Right. That's why that AEW thing that coming out, supposedly they're supposed to announce a TV deal, uh, so they're going to be on TV coming up. And I'm, I think they said they were even going to do, I don't know if they're going to do Tuesdays or what, so they'll go against, because WWE is on on Mondays and Tuesdays, so they'll go directly against one of them. Um, so it'll be curious to see. I think it'll help because I think it'll really help. Well, they're backing story writing. the billion dollar totally. family, so right. yeah, so they can help, right. right? Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of wrestling. When Ted Turner had same thing, right? WCW, he was throwing money around to right. all the big names to get them to come over, and that's when they took off, right? And then you look at like smaller stuff like TNA. They just don't have the money. Right, yeah, they, exactly. Billy Corgan had to, what, loan him, like, two million bucks. Right, yeah. Yeah, Billy Corgan owns a wrestling thing, yeah. To what? Him, to keep him afloat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. Billy Corgan? Yeah. Yes. I, don't, I think he's out of it now. There's a lawsuit, but he, he loaned he still him, owns like, a piece of it, yeah. two million bucks uh, or whatever to keep him I, afloat. He wasn't, like, on TV, but I saw pictures. He was at the Hall of Fame ceremony last night, oh, like, yeah. flat-handed everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's full-on. He loves that shit, man. Chicago That's guy. That's funny. Yep, yep. So, see, we're going to end on Smashing Pumpkins on a wrestling podcast. Why not? Why not? Yeah. 
All right, guys, we appreciate you listening. Uh, check us out on all the social medias, alteredstatecomics.com, Facebook, uh, Instagram, the Twitter. We will see you next week for some fun Game of Thrones shit. Oh, it is here. Oh. Uh, we had to actually stop talking about it because during the break we were going to just straight up talk about it for an hour. And that's going to be the fucking Which podcast. Which we're still going to do. Totally going to do. Yeah. We're going to finish yeah. this, watch WrestleMania, talk about Game <laughs> of Thrones. Right. Yep, absolutely. And do yeah. it for another two hours next week before yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, during the matches we don't care about, hey, what about Game of Thrones? <laughs> Cersei is not going to be the one. All right, guys, that's all we got this week. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time. See you. See you.